Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Can these weeks get any wilder? I don't believe what's happening. Every day, it's more than the preceding day. It's, I feel like the world's going to explode. We can't handle all this news that's that's occurring, uh, especially today. My God, we were into the beginning of for real impeachment and things like that. So we got an interesting show tonight. Uh, again, though, I don't know how I don't know how Donald Trump goes to bed and sleeps every night. I, this guy's got so much pressure on him, not just because he's the president of the United States, but the way he is president of the United States. He's screwing everything up. I think the man is evil and bad. I no problem with that. I've been saying it forever. Uh, how can he sleep? How can he rest? I don't know. Anyhow, tonight we're going to do a little traveling. We're going to go to Washington, New York, India, Afghanistan, Israel, Duke University, North Carolina University, and Saudi Arabia. Let's start with the impeachment. We know today, because of uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House of Representatives, uh, she made an announcement to the United States and to the world at 4 o'clock today that... uh, This was the continuation or the beginning of a formal impeachment inquiry. We got all kinds of different kinds of inquiries, impeachments, but this is a good start. Formal impeachment uh, inquiry concerning Donald Trump. And he, you know, as most bad people go, he went a step too far and somebody's going to chop, not his testicles off, his legs off. Anyhow. I um, It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting from this point forward. I'm not going to go into the details. You're getting hit on TV all day, every day, and in the news about what's been going on with the Ukraine, the United States, Trump, the new president of Ukraine. I may have a point or two to discuss about the new president later on, but no sense in wasting your time or mine. Trump is doing bad things. Got caught. <laughs> Got caught by his own wrongdoing. Uh, and makes everything that Mueller's investigation brought forth and everything else meaningless because this hits Donald Trump right in the face what has been revealed in the last couple of days. It's right in his hand. It's his baby. He bought it. He owns it. I I can recall back when Nixon uh, was due to be impeached. He had not been impeached yet. His party supported him by the same way. The Democrats were after Nixon at the time, and like they're after uh, uh, Trump right now. His party supported him 100. percent You guys are crazy. He's not a bad man. He's a good man. And I got to say this: Richard Nixon happened to have been a fine president. I mean, he opened up China to us. He did so many other great things while he was president. Started the EPA, uh, but he screwed up. So, anyhow, uh, I just wanted to make this observation. Nixon knew he was in trouble, okay, when he saw who had taken over the investigation. Because there was talk, we should impeach him, he did wrong, blah, 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 nobody's paying any attention. All of a sudden, Tip O'Neill, Speaker of the House of Representatives, been a United States congressman for years from the Boston area. Tip O'Neill, much like Nancy Pelosi, knew his members, knew how to count votes, very important, well-respected. 
And uh, Nixon himself said afterwards, I know I was in trouble <laughs> when when uh, O'Neill got into this thing. Again, because both are honest people, good people, uh, and control their members. Now, I believe two things I'm going to suggest or say. I believe that this whole impeachment thing is going to be over by Easter or before. Yes, because if you go back and look, it did not take that long for Clinton's impeachment. And we went through a whole trial with Clinton where he was found not guilty. It did not take that long for the Nixon impeachment proceeding. They never got to impeach him, but all the BS that goes on beforehand. Uh, and it shouldn't take that long here. I mean, now they really got their Democrats got their hands on something very good with you, this Ukraine situation. And he's on his way out. And it won't take that long, I think, by next Easter. I want to talk to you about the president or Prime Minister, rather, Prime Minister of India. His name is Narendra, Narendra Modi, M-O-D-I, Narendra Modi. He got elected first in 2014. He was recently re-elected. Again, he's Prime Minister of India. Well, this is going to be an interesting story I'm going to share with you. You didn't hear about it much. It wasn't really in the papers. It hasn't been on TV. <clears throat> For some reason, even the American press tries to keep out of the media bad things that might be happening or have occurred with regard to Trump. Past Monday night, Houston, Texas, Narendra Modi is here. He's here to speak at a rally in his honor at the Houston NRG Stadium. Holds 50,000 people. The place was jam-packed. All, seats were only by reservation. They were sold out a month before. There were twelve to 15,000 more people standing outside, but they were protesters about Trump being inside. Uh, you have to understand something. There is a large Indian base in the state of Texas. 400,000 Indians in the state of Texas. Most of them are United States citizens. They vote. Now, they, they, they did not vote for Trump in the last election, though Texas went, uh, went Republican. Uh, but Trump wants their votes this time. He knows he needs them because he's gotten a bad track record with the people coming over into Texas, like El Paso or every place else. The immigrants are coming over and what's happening to them, the abuses and everything else. He knows he's got to get a good shot, a good piece of their vote, or he is not going to carry Texas. And if he doesn't carry Texas, he needs those electoral votes, a relatively big state. He will not win the election. So he goes down to see Modi. Understand, this is for Modi. His people are throwing him this big party, 50,000 people. Trump never got to speak. They had a big stage in the middle of the auditorium. And Trump and Modi held hands. They held hands throughout the entire engagement, and they walked around that stage. It was a square stage in the middle of the auditorium, holding hands, okay? Uh, <laughs> why were they holding hands? Be and why? Because Trump wanted them to know that Modi was his friend. <laughs> and even though Modi didn't want him to talk or anybody else, he didn't care. This is my friend, Narendra Modi. I'm holding his hands. I'm here, 50,000 people. 
And let me tell you something else. These 50,000 people kept shouting, Modi, Modi, Modi. You know how we hear at the Trump rallies, Trump, Trump, Trump. USA, USA, USA. There wasn't one USA. There wasn't one Trump. It was Modi, Modi, Modi all night. So you can appreciate uh, the circumstances under which Trump was there. Uh, now, what's the big thing this fellow Modi has done? Modi's had a great accomplishment. Barack Obama gave us Medicare. Narendra Modi has given Modicare, M-O-D-I-C-A-R-E, Modicare to India. He has he came out last year with a health care program, a free health care program for his 500 million people. Everyone is insured, from the homeless on the street, the little kids in school, the rich, the poor. Free health care for everyone. This is wild. Uh, and, and I don't know all the details. I, I, along the way, I'm going to learn some because it's very interesting. It's not even a public thing. They didn't have a Medicare like we have. What he did, Modi put this in the hands of one individual, a very wealthy Indian, okay, and that wealthy Indian is the owner of Modicare. It's a privately held company that runs the insurance business for the entire country of India. And it's working so far, but we're not sure it's going to work. Even Modi says, we're looking, we're waiting, we're trying it. The whole purpose of what we did was to make sure that everyone had health care. I believe in universal health care. I believed in universal health care. And also, another thing, and this we're very concerned with in India, it has to be quality health care. So that's what they're working at there. Now, why did these two walk around holding hands? We know, we know Donald Trump needs Modi's Indian people who are United States citizens living in Texas to vote for him in the election next year. Uh, what does Modi want? Well, Modi's having a tough time right now. India's having a tough time, believe it or not. Up until last year, India was the fastest-growing economy in the world for many years. Fastest-growing economy. Now, all of a sudden, things aren't going well. There's reasons for it that I'll get into. All of a sudden, in the past year, India's economy has been fraying, fraying, for want of a better term. And where it's really been fraying is in the men's underwear business. Follow me on this. It's a wonderful story and very true. The men's underwear business. Uh, global and domestic forces are killing the underwear business of India. Alan Greenspan, he was chairman of the Federal Reserve. Uh, he, is, he was, he's gone now, an economic economist, consultant. Everyone, everyone respected the man. Uh, he always knew where the, the uh, economy was going before it went. I had the good fortune to know the man, not greatly, but I knew him. He had come to Syracuse University when I was chairman of the Board of Visitors. I had met him there. He spent a day at the law school. We chatted, et cetera. Um, two, three years later, I'm in New York City. I'm at one of the hotels, one of the big hotels, not Park, the, the Plaza, but the other end, uh, 57th Street. And I'm in the bar. I went in the bar to have a drink, and there's Alan Greenspan sitting at a little table. They serve food there, too, with 
with his wife. And I'd met both of them, by the way, when they were in Syracuse. And I went over and said, hello. He's, All good politicians remember your name. Never forget this, Lois. How are you? So it was very nice. They were in the middle of the meal. They asked me to join them. I said, no, but I'll have a drink with you. And I drank, and we bullshitted for about an hour. It was very nice. Anyhow, he once said, and he didn't say it that night. He said it when he was at Syracuse in a speech he made at the law school. He said, if you want to know how the economy of India is doing, look at the sale of men's underwear. The sale of men's underwear. Now, he's an economist. He said, because men stop replacing worn-out underwear before they cut back on other purchases. They're broke. they got to cut back on some things. No one sees their worn-out underwear. It's the last thing they replace. And when you see the sales of a country that this is their primary or one of their primary industries going down, you know the country's in trouble. Well, right now, India's in trouble. 50%, 50% their sales are down. They have They've got men's type jockey shorts. They've got tank top shirts, all cotton, sitting on shelves in the plants. No place to sell them. Uh, and so this is serious. Sales down 50%. Car sales, this has all happened in one year in India, are down 32%. Uh, car manufacturing, car manufacturing is big in India. It is anticipated that in the next year, one million auto employees in India will be laid off. We are things are tough. Things are tough. Uh, the global economy is not helping India. It's slowed down. Uh, oil prices have gone up for India, and that is affecting their economy. Trump also has tariffs imposed on India. This guy's a pain in the ass. He's got tariffs on everyone, even though he doesn't put a tariff on you directly. One of the ways he gets at your company, country indirectly is because he says you can't do business with Company A in any respect. If you do, then I'm going to impose tariffs on you. So India's in trouble in that regard. Uh, so what do we got here? Modi was in Houston, happy to have Trump uh, because he's got to get those tariffs removed. And Trump is happy to be there because he wants the votes Modi can give him. They both you know, come out on the, on the good side if it works for both of them. Let me tell you something else I learned along the way in preparing for tonight here. Um, there's a, a fellow by the name of Makotish. Makotish. He's a big real estate developer, and he has teamed with Donald Trump. He must have teamed with him before he became president, or maybe he's teamed with his son. I'm not quite sure how that's working. But Trump's are building a residential tower in Mombawi. Mumbawi, Mumbawi, they're building a residential tower, a big Trump tower, and they just laid off 400 people because housing sales are falling dramatically. So Trump's got half a, half a housing uh, residential tower going up with another developer from there, and they can't close out, finish it, because people don't have the money to buy new houses in Mumbawi. Now we're going to go back to the Ukraine for a moment. You know, everybody's involved in this Ukraine thing. Uh, you've got Trump. You've got Giuliani. Uh, you've got Vice President Biden. You've got his son, Hunter Biden. Uh, you've got the president, the president of, in, of uh, the Ukraine. Uh, let me say this about the president of the Ukraine. 
He is 41 years old. That don't mean anything. I, I, I'm, I'm for Mayor Peter sometimes. I think he's brilliant, this kid at 37. I call him a kid because I'm 84. He's mayor at 41. He's president at 41. Uh, he, uh, they have Dancing with the Stars. This is how he became successful. They, the present president of the Ukraine. They had Dancing with the Stars on their TV stations in the Ukraine. Uh, he did the show and came out number one. Then, because of that show, he was, he starred on a TV show for six years, and that's how he became popular and known. He runs for president. He's elected. He's a new president. He's a new type president because they've had their problems big time. The Ukraine has, has been in war with Russia. I don't know how long. Remember, Russia invaded at one time. They took over Crimea. They want the Ukraine. And the Ukraine really has nothing, nothing. Uh, put it all in perspective, the House of Representatives, the United States House of Representatives, uh, voted to give them $300,700,000. Let's call it $400 million. It's close enough. $400 million. And the president of the Ukraine needs that money because he's got to buy airplanes and missiles and guns to fight the Russians, who are Trump's friends. Never forget that. Putin and Trump are tight. And I'm sure Putin would be happy if this guy never got the $400 million. Well, they still haven't gotten it. They were supposed to have gotten it. And at one time, uh, after, either late when Biden was vice president or just after, his son Hunter uh, became affiliated with a Ukraine company. Uh, they were paying him good money, I think 50000 a year. He was also on their board. And he also had stock. Uh, now, there was an accusation when Biden was not vice president and in between is running for president now a couple of years ago. There were two separate investigations done by the Ukraine people because it was said that Joe Biden used his influence to cover wrongdoing, corruptness by his son Hunter. And both. Both investigations apparently were thorough from what I can read and came out showing nothing. Zip. There was nothing to the story. So it was dead, dead until Donald Trump now becomes a candidate again for president. And he believes Joe Biden is going to be the opposition. Now, he wants that investigation reopened. So recently, a week, two weeks, whatever it was, a month, He's on the phone with the Ukrainian president, who says, where's my money? I need my money. You guys, you're going to give me $400 million. Where's my money? I'm getting killed by the Russians over here. And Trump talks to him the way he talks without saying it directly. Uh, you've got to open, reopen the investigation on Biden and his son, Hunter. Uh, I need you to reopen the investigation on Biden and his son, Hunter. I need you to investigate the corruption on Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. He said it eight different times, eight different ways in a parent, uh, telephone conference that there were notes made of by people who were listening in uh, and intimated that when you give me that investigation, you get it going, I will give you $400 million. You can't do that. He's president of the United States. He's trying to bribe the president of another nation, a smaller one, to do something for the United States 
It shouldn't be done that way. You don't do things that way. And it's also being done to hurt what he assumes or presumes is going to be the, the candidate for the presidency running on the Democratic ticket. He wants to hurt him this way. <clears throat> Doesn't this sound like what happened to a degree to Hillary Clinton in 2016? I mean, the Russians influenced our election by every way that they hacked our, our uh, election process, computer election process. Uh, and who's good friends with Putin? Who has not said one bad word about Putin since he was elected? He's my friend. He's honest. I believe him. And that's what's happening. So Trump wants to do it again. Well, he's got his ass in a bag this time because, as of today, uh, this impeachment they've been looking at him about, which concerned the Mueller investigation, has now changed over to this Ukraine thing, which is the way it can be done, no problem. And in the next week, things are going to be very interesting. Also, in the meantime, Giuliani, personal attorney to the uh, president, had a special meeting a couple of months ago in Madrid with uh, a couple of people from the new Ukrainian government and told me, you got to go look at Biden if you want this money, etc. He denies it. That's what's coming up from other sources. Giuliani, about two or three weeks ago, said he was going to the Ukraine on business for the president. He went there. He came back. <laughs> the people who were going to talk to him didn't talk to him. He was over there with the specific purpose of undoing, hurting Biden. Okay, Here, I will give you the $400 million. Trump will do it. I've got control. Uh, but you've got to do this. But he came back. No one would talk with him. In the last few days, he's been on TV. He said it was all right for him to go to his personal attorney. Turns out, legally, it's not proper for him to go to his personal attorney. So in yesterday's news, he was on TV saying, I went as a representative of the State Department. Someone called me up from the State Department and said, would you do this for us? I think he's full of shit, and this isn't going to help him either. He could be in trouble. Uh, uh, Trump, he's had three different stories in the last six days. Six days, three different stories about what this call was all about. First, it was one president calling another. It was a very congenial call, very happy call, et cetera. And then he had two other stories. Finally, in the third story yesterday, he said, yes, I told him. Uh, what do you know about Biden? What can you find out? And why not? He says, what's wrong with me asking the president of another country? He's got something on my opponent or there's something he can do for me. Did I offer to give him the $400,000? No. We're going to find out. <laughs> but this is the way that is going. And it's going to be the downfall of Donald Trump. And I predict between now and next Easter, either by impeachment or he's going to resign as Nixon did, even though Trump is a fighter and he doesn't give up. Uh, in this particular, and Nixon was also, in this particular situation, he might just have to. And get on the airplane and go live in Russia or someplace where no one's going to bother him or his family and where he is owed. Now, big day today. Do you remember? Again, I, I talk about my age. I'm 84. Do you remember the Howdy Doody show? 
Howdy Doody Show. It's Howdy Doody time. It's Howdy Doody time. Bob Smith and Howdy too. Say howdy do to you. Let's give a rousing cheer because Howdy Doody's here. It's time to start the show. So, kids, let's go. I know I'm crazy. But the Howdy Doody show began in 1947 and went off the air in 1960. Everyone in America watched the Howdy Doody show. I don't care how old or how young you were, you watched the Howdy Doody show. Five o'clock for one hour, Monday through Friday, every week. Now, who was in the Howdy Doody show? Well, you had Howdy Doody. He was a puppet. He was the puppet star. Uh... And his name was Howdy Doody. And do you know where he got his name, Howdy Doody? I learned this recently. I didn't know this. And probably you don't. In the early western United States, when two people met each other, they didn't say, how do you do? Like we were saying in the east, and we still say, how do you do? How are you? They said, watch this. They said, howdy doody, howdy do. Howdy doody, howdy do. And that's what, it was a corruption of How Do You Do, and that's where the name Howdy Doody came from. The fellow who created the show and was a, a star also with it was Bob Smith. He was the boss. He was the father of whatever, the Howdy Doody. He was called Bob Smith because, he really was called Buffalo Bob because he was from uh, Buffalo, New York. Then there was Clarabelle, the clown. This is all great stuff, friends. And Clarabelle was every day there acting like a clown. And you had the peanut gallery. Every day, 40 young kids were brought on the stage. They sat on bleachers, a different group every day. And when the show started, they sang, it's howdy doody time. And that's how the show got started. Now, I started watching the show in the 7th and 8th grade. I watched it through high school. I watched it through four years of college. I couldn't watch it through law school because there was just too much studying to do. But in college, in my dormitory, every dormitory, we had a, a game room on the floor. We had two pool tables, a shuffleboard table, tons of easy chairs, and a big TV set. At 5 o'clock every day, that game room was packed. Everyone came in to watch Howdy Doody. And we all sang Howdy Doody along with the peanut gallery. And that was Howdy Doody. And the reason I bring it to your attention today, because on this day in 1960 was the last time the Howdy Doody show was run. Okay, Afghanistan. You know, they've got the biggest poppy fields, opium growing over there, makes heroin. And 90% of the world's heroin comes from Afghanistan. Now, I've been talking about this for 8 or 10 years. I've been writing about this. I'm going to talk about it again tonight. You're going to think I'm crazy, but it's true. We have been in Afghanistan since what? 2001. All right? Since 2001, we've been fighting in Afghanistan. And we're still fighting in Afghanistan. And how many millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people have been killed? How many soldiers have been killed? Our military personnel have been killed. They have been maimed. And you want to know something? Not one poppy seed farm has ever seen a bomb dropped on it or a missile. And not one poppy seed lord or his farmers have ever been killed because of the war. The war doesn't go near the poppy fields. Which uh, makes me believe something stinks in in Denmark. Something stinks in 
Afghanistan. This war is 19 years old. We're still there. And do you know something else? We spend $1.5 million. The United States spends $1.5 million every year fighting the poppy, the opium poppy crop. And what have we accomplished? Nothing. And do you want to know something else? The highest. The most production those those poppy fields have had have been in the last two years when Trump has been president. I'm not accusing Trump of having anything to do with this. I think this is too far ahead of him. It's just that the business has always been good and it got better every every year. And why wouldn't it get better in the first two years that Trump was president? Uh, but we don't get rid of it. People are on the take. I don't know whether it's American people, it's going to be Afghanistan people, Russian people, or what. It's a gold mine over there. And it's got to be stopped, and I don't know how, because we're losing every day 100 and some odd people in this country because of addiction to heroin and other opioids. Well, that is the show for this evening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I love putting these shows together and sharing my thoughts with you. Uh, Some of you always agree with me. Some of you rarely agree with me. I enjoy hearing from you in any event. I do a I do a blog a written blog show every morning. It's I, I publish it about noon. It's called Key West Lou. You can find it at keywestlou.com. dot com. You ought to read it. I have about sixty nine thousand subscribers right now. Uh, you'll enjoy it. It's this show. It's what I'm doing now, uh, except it's in writing, and there's some other things added too. So I'm suggesting keywestlou.com. If you have time, it'll take you two or three minutes to read it. I believe you will enjoy it. And so, my friends, I am signing off. I think it was another good evening, a good evening to have been shared between the two of us. And thank you again for joining me. I can't wait till next week when we chat again.